1: Good evening and welcome to Contending for the Faith. We're the cutting edge Christian apologetic ministry addressing the issues and challenges facing today's church with your host Bay Area pastor, lecturer, counselor, and expert on the cults, Dr. Jerry L. Buckner. Well, have you ever felt like your life is more akin to a war zone than a tranquil oasis? Well, if that's you, fear not. There is hope for you because tonight we are bringing you part seven in our series of New Year's messages entitled Peace in the Midst of the Battle. Oftentimes when we hear the word battlefield, we quickly envision bombs going off and machine gun fire all around, soldiers running, people screaming, chaos everywhere. But have you ever considered that there is an intense battle raging in your thoughts on a daily basis? A battlefield raging in your mind, attacking your heart, messing with your spirit. But don't despair. There is some good news in the midst of this battlefield. To find out this and much, much more, you're going to have to stay tuned for we are not pretending. We are. Contending for the Faith. Dr.
2: Buckner, how are you tonight? Brother Gary, I'm truly blessed, and thank you so much for that wonderful, challenging introduction. And thank you for joining us tonight uh, for Contending for the Faith. We are looking forward to uh, being a blessing to you every Saturday as the Lord uh, sees fit for that. And we've been talking about this thing of uh, lacking the peace of God. And when we lack the peace of God... It can open up Pandora's box for all the evils in the world. Oh, how we need the peace of God, my friend. You know, when you have that peace of God, you're able to deal with any type of problem in your life. And you need to experience that. You need to find God's peace. And that peace will give you rest and trust in God to get through any situation that you're struggling with. And we've talked about uh five we're talking about five different things where you can lose your peace, your peace of God, and when you lack the peace of God, these are the five things that can happen to you and we've said by means of review that you can uh be affected when you don't have the peace of God, the spiritual affliction, spiritual affliction, you know. Paul talked about this in Second Corinthians 4 and 4. The God of this world has blinded the minds of them that believe not, lest the light of the glorious gospel of Christ should shine within them. He can blind your mind spiritually and psychologically. Oh, my friend, you can be attacked by the enemy with spiritual affliction. That's why you need to put on the full arm of God daily. That's why your mind is going so many different places that you shouldn't go because you're not doing what God called you to do. And, you know, when if he can't get you with this spiritual affliction, number two, when you don't have the peace of God, he will mess with your emotions, get you into an emotional affliction. And a lot of times we let our emotions and feelings be guiding our faith. And faith should guide our emotions and our feelings. Because our feelings and emotions could take us places and even take us to a place of death if we don't watch it. And you know when you don't have the peace of God, the third thing is mental affliction. Mental affliction. And a lot of people today are losing their minds. The big issue today in our world, when it comes to crime, it comes to Violence. When it comes to big problems in the world today, the big discussion in the news and everywhere you turn is mental illness. And I believe, my friend, listen to me carefully. I believe, and I see this in the Bible, where Jesus healed people mentally. But a lot of the mental people that were mentally off were demon-possessed, too. I believe the devil is behind a lot of this mental illness today. Not all of it. But he's behind... Quite a bit of it today. And I want to talk a little bit about this mental illness a little bit more uh, from a perspective of marijuana. I want to talk about this from the perspective of marijuana. You know, um, there is so much discussion today about marijuana. We know the world has legalized it. You know, not only uh, medical marijuana, but recreational marijuana. I believe that medical marijuana has its purposes if it's not abused. But recreational marijuana, I don't see any purpose for that because a lot of the people that are using it are addicts, full-blown addicts that are using it. There was an article in the Wall Street Journal entitled Marijuana is More Dangerous Than You Think. And when they legalized it, it spread more and more to Americans. And a cannabis, along with that, was another word for, a medical word for marijuana, has uh, created a lot of violence and mental illness in our world today. A new book out by the author with the Wall Street article, Alex Beringson, The book entitled, Tell Your Children the Truth About Marijuana, Mental Illness, and Violence. And, uh, you know, this is like uh, something important for us to understand. Over the past 30 years, a very uh, uh, spread lobbying campaign has been made amongst Americans more to tolerate marijuana. John Banner, former Speaker of the House, is supporting marijuana as a pathway to becoming a millionaire. Can you believe that? That's how sick our world is getting. But more than 200 million Americans are now living in the states where they have legalized marijuana for both medical and recreational use. And that is despite the fact that it's very, very clear that studies have shown that marijuana can cause 13 different things to happen in your life and i want you to make a note of these 13 things that can happen in your life number 1 psychosis which is a high risk factor for violence cannabis fuel violence on a psychological level and then uh, some advocates are claiming that in legalizing saying this will reduce violence, crime, people. And you have this senator, Cory Booker, a Democrat from New Jersey. He is one of them. And this, despite the fact that all of the statistics are against all the things that Cory Booker is preaching. Listen to this. For centuries, people all over the world have understood this clearly, that cannabis... Is very dangerous as a person continue to use it. It leads to many different things. Number two, it causes mental illness, cannabis, marijuana. You keep on using it and using it. It causes mental illness. There's a fact behind this medical fact. Number three, it also causes violence. Opioids causes Uh, Addiction and overdose. Number four, mental illness, violence that follows cannabis, or the, the far spread of ignorance to people in the world today. People are really ignorant regarding the damage that this stuff can do to them. And we need to be educated. We need to be aware. And we need to get true facts from a Christian perspective, not from a worldly perspective. Number five, marijuana causes memory impairment and mem- memory loss. Number six, hallucinations. It also, number seven, affects people's sleeping patterns. Number eight, physical maladies ranging from respiratory problems. Number nine, cardiac problems it causes. Number ten, detectable alterations in the chemistry of the brain. Number 11, there are occult dangers. Listen to this now. There are occult dangers as well. Let me give you an example. In China, there are shamans, a person as having access into the spiritual realm world. They also employ cannabis, and connect with the ancestors in the spiritual world. Number 12, Sufi Muslims use cannabis for various spiritual experiences. And number 13, Rastafarians use weed to get involved with various religious rituals while achieving higher stats and consciousness and secrets in their life. My friend, I'm going to say this in conclusion. What does the Bible have to say about this thing of marijuana? The Bible does not say, thou shall not use marijuana. I want you to understand that. It doesn't say that. But it does say that your body, 1 Corinthians 3, it says that your body is the temple of the Holy Spirit. If any man defile the temple... Him God shall destroy. God is making a serious point to us regarding the body is to be used for God's glory, for the glorification of God, and not for abuse of things of this world. And Jesus went as far as saying, anything that offends us and controls us, cut it off. If it's your hand, cut it off. Your foot, cut it off. Eyes, cut it off. He doesn't mean that literally, but you need to denounce it and rebuke it and Get rid of it in your life. You know, America today is going to pots, and that's literally spending hundreds of, of dollars and millions of dollars being bad stewards. Listen to this, being bad stewards of God's money. God wants us to use his money for his glory, for his pleasure, for his worship, and not to waste it. You know, we could be doing so much with all this money we're spending on all this stuff rather than using it for the glory of God. We are not being good stewards when we abuse what God has entrusted us with, and that's why God is judging America. And Billy Graham is right when he said once, if God doesn't judge America, he'll have to apologize for what he did to Sodom and Gomorrah. He that has an ear, let him hear what the Spirit is saying regarding this issue of marijuana. But, Brother Gary.
1: <clears throat> All right. Well, it's time for us to take a commercial break. We'll be right back with more of Contending for the Faith. Welcome back to Contending for the Faith with your host, Bay Area pastor, lecturer, counselor, and expert on the Cults, Dr. Jerry L. Buckner. I'm Gary Bell. And we want to begin by thanking everyone who has been praying for Contending for the Faith. We really do appreciate those diligent prayers that go up all the time for this ministry it's it's no secret we say it all the time without your prayers we know we wouldn't have been on the air as long as we have it's just so vital that you continue to pray for contending for the faith we also want to thank those who have given over the past week Jackie CR Charles Rick and Sandra we you know we know without your faithful giving <clears throat> we could never make it financially it costs us 400 a week to stay on, and right now we're running behind. We need about $275 for this week's program, so we need you to step up. We need more partners to come alongside of us and uh, walk lockstep with us as we minister over the airways. It's so important that you pray for Contending for the Faith. It's so important that you also partner with us financially, maybe uh, you've already received your tax uh, refund, and maybe God is speaking to your heart to say, hey, you know, you need to send part of that money to ministries like Contending for the Faith. It's time for you to uh, step up. You've been blessed by this ministry. You've listened years and years and years. You've never given. Now is the time. We need your help. It's perfect time. If God has blessed you and you have extra, you know, we want to encourage you, to, you know, consider Partnering with us. There's two ways to donate. One, send a check or money order to Contending for the Faith. P.O. Box 553, Tiburon, California, 94920. That's Contending for the Faith. P.O. Box 553, Tiburon, California, 94920. The second way is so much easier. It's just simply go onto your tablet, computer, smartphone, and go to contendingfaith.org. Just go online, contendingfaith.org. And click the Donate button. It's that simple. You'll be a blessing for time and eternity. And we just can't uh, thank you enough for considering to partner with us in this vital ministry. Dr. Buckner.
2: Thank you, Brother Gary. We appreciate those uh, encouraging and challenging uh, words and stuff like that. Some people have been such a blessing to our ministry. And we thank you all for your prayers and your support. And some people have even gone beyond the call of duty and said, you know what? Uh, I've been just blessed, blessed with even my uh, taxes and stuff, and I want to be a, uh extra blessing. So we never know how God is going to move upon the hearts of his people. So, well, let's get to uh, our callers, Brother Gary. Uh, <clears throat> excuse me. All right. We're going to go to CC on line one. CC, how yeah. you doing? Uh, how you guys doing? You know what? We are truly blessed. We're just in the studio just... Uh, preaching and teaching the Word, and we're just excited about all that God is doing through this ministry. And uh, uh, how can we help you tonight? And let me first of all say, how did the, the Lord speak to you through the Word tonight?
3: He spoke to me a lot of ways, and um, I like the subject you, that you touched on, marijuana, because I always had a problem when I've seen it legalized, and I've seen all these cannabis clubs, and I've seen particularly a large number of, of uh, young people, going there and supporting the habit and I didn't I didn't agree with that and um I just I just liked how you broke it down um, how it breaks down the physical body. You know what I'm saying? You said we talked about mental illness and how it affects the brain and all these other all, all the different cells, organs and tissues in our body and you know, it even even and influences um, crime. And um I totally agree with you and I just really um Enjoyed the message. It was a lot more you said, but I can't cover it all because I know there's people waiting. But I really appreciate your time that you took spending with God and then your time, your diligence in studying and and coming because you came from a, a biblical perspective, but you also you also was very practical at the same time. And you know, so anyone who listened to this could understand it. So we don't know who's listening or who heard this. There's a lot of people listening, and the God's word is powerful. So. He's using you in a powerful way, and I, I'm just glad you spoke on it, because I never really heard, this is the first time I heard a pastor speak on uh, marijuana in the way that you did, and so I just appreciate um, the way God uses.
2: you. Well, thank you so much. That's uh, encouraging words for me, and I try to let the Lord use me to balance out things from a practical and biblical perspective and scientific perspective as well, so uh, we appreciate those encouraging words, and and uh, what is on your heart tonight? And what's your question?
4: I want
3: to ask you a question in Second um, Corinthians uh, chapter four, verse three and four.
2: Okay, and why don't you? You have your Bible there, right?
3: Uh, yes, I do.
2: Well, I appreciate you always having your Bible there, your sword. And why don't you read it for those who may not have a Bible?
3: Okay, no problem. I mean, Second Corinthians chapter four, verse three. Um, it says, "But if our gospel be hid." It is hid to them that are lost, in whom the God of this world has blinded the minds of them which believe not lest they lest the light of the glorious gospel me, of Christ, who is the image of God, should shine unto them. Excuse me, my, my light at uh mm-hmm. I sorry about that.
2: Right. Okay. Well, let me just say this. This is a a lot of uh, meat that Paul is giving out to the Church of Corinth. And uh, what's happening in the background of this is that there were false teachers who were literally accusing Paul of not preaching the truth of the gospel, not being a good uh, teacher, a true teacher of the Word of God. And they were trying to uh, accuse him of... uh, not uh presenting the gospel, but hiding it and, and uh, losing a lot of the truth of the gospel. And he had to defend the fact that as an apostle, uh, but if our gospel be hid, it is hid to them that are lost. And his argument is that the issue is not, the problem was not with the message, and the problem is not with the messenger, but the problem is with the hearers, uh, who are headed to hell, who are blinded, you know, because Satan blinds people not only spiritually, but physically, emotionally, and many other different ways. And then the second point that the Apostle Paul is is uh, bringing out is that the God of this world has is doing it. Satan is the God of this world. And you remember when he tempted Jesus, he said, all the kingdoms of the world— I'll give thee, you know, if you fall down and worship me. He said this in Matthew 4 and Luke 4. He's the God of this world, temporarily, you know, in the sense that uh, how is he the God of this world? He's the God of this world in the sense that he has blinded people's minds to believe the truth of the gospel. He's hid the truth of the gospel from them. He's hid from them the true truth. Uh, of, of of God's uh, revelation, and so their ideas, their opinions, their goals, their hope, and their views have become satanically controlled, and we see the world like that today. You know, people not giving God the glory. I was thinking about the Oscars recently. You know, as only one person got up and gave God the glory, you know, gave God the praise, you know, and I'm thinking about we're living in a world today by which uh, people have become not only reprobated in their mind, but God has, as it says in Second Thessalonians chapter uh, two, uh, that He sent strong delusions that they would believe a lie than the truth. And that's where our world is today. People are believing a lie rather than the truth. And then He goes on to say that he, he, that the enemy, when He attacks. The very thing that he attacks, and I want everybody to understand this: he attacks people believing in the Imago Dei. That's the Greek word for the image of Christ. The Bible talks about Christ representing the image of God. We learn about this in First Corinthians chapter one, verse three, and Hebrews chapter one and verse three. It's interesting: First Corinthians one and three, and then Hebrews one and three, and it talks about Jesus being in the image and likeness. You know, the thing that Satan goes after, and we need to all understand this, whether you're Christian or non-Christian, we need to understand that he goes after people, not wanting them to reflect, be reflectors of the very image by which they were created. So what Satan does today, he goes in there after the fall of man, after Adam and Eve have fallen. Satan attacked the very image and likeness of God. Jesus came to bring us back into that. That's why the world, Satan gets the world to reject Christ because he knows if they accept him, then that's going to bring them back to the Imago day, the image and likeness of God. So Satan is attacking the very heart of the very image and likeness of Christ. And so I did a revival in uh, Kansas City, Missouri, and Rick was there. And, uh, you know, the revival broke out. It broke out in Kansas because I had a three-day thing doing it to the men there. First night, I talked about addiction. And you had all those men in the church come clean about they had some form of addiction. And then the second uh, night, I dealt with—well, the same night, i go back on that—I dealt with the distortion of Satan attacking the very image and likeness of God— and the pastor broke down and started crying, and a lot of the men started crying because Satan is attacking the very image and likeness, and that's why there's so many men today is acting more feminine than masculine. Satan is distorting the very likeness and image of God, and even distorting men being men and women being women, They are leaving the natural use because Satan is attacking the very heart of the image and likeness of God. And so Paul is bringing out all of this stuff. And uh, when you're blinded, you're subject to go along with all of this foolishness. So that's why we got to pray for people. Hopefully that helps you out. CC? Yeah.
3: Ho-
2: hopefully that helps you out.
3: Yeah, it helps me out a lot. Um. The, um... I appreciate
2: it. Well, you're welcome. Um, Thank you. Yes, you you have a quick prayer request.
3: Um, pray for me and my family, my mother Rosalinda, and um, just lift up um, the group. The, the group, new addition, then they need prayer. I want to pray for God to, to, to deliver them, and also continue to pray for the, that young rapper uh, Eminem.
2: Okay. Well, let's let's do that, brother Gary. <clears throat> All
3: righty.
1: <clears throat> so, Lord, we just lift up uh, CeCe tonight. We pray for his mother, Rosalinda, and the rest of his family. We pray for him as well, Lord God, that you would continue to move in his life, continue to bless in his life. We pray for the entertainers' new addition in M&M and, and many other celebrities that we've mentioned over the weeks, Lord God, that you would bring folks into their lives that would... T- Share Christ with them, that would share the good news with them, and they would willingly receive it. We thank you, praise you, and give you glory in Jesus' name. Amen. Amen. Thank
2: you, Cece, for your call.
3: Thank you so much. What a wonderful teaching! Thank
2: you. Oh, you're welcome. We have enough time to get to the next caller.
4: Yep. Let's go to Brother Rick. Hey, Brother Rick,
2: how you doing?
4: I'm blessed, and how about yourself?
2: We are truly blessed, and we trust that you got encouraged by the word tonight.
4: I definitely got encouraged by the word. I can, I can, I can talk about marijuana from my own personal experience, being young and foolish. And uh, I mean, I, 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 I used to Weird Al Yankovic song, Dare to Be Stupid."
1: Mm-hmm. Yep.
4: Mm-hmm. And, it, and I mean, I say that, I say that not just in a humorous way, but in a sad way, mm-hmm. because uh, the, one of the things I know for a fact is that. Alcohol stays in your body for just 24 hours. Marijuana stays in your brain for a month.
2: Mm-hmm. So true.
4: And uh, most people don't realize that. So the high is uh, the high is much more uh, devious with marijuana than it ever is with alcohol. Mm-hmm. And I'm not I'm not saying I'm not saying alcohol is better than marijuana or, or vice versa. Mm-hmm. But uh, boy, I mean, I get I, I could say that from my young my youthful experience. Mm-hmm. And I say to people, I've been there and done that.
1: Mm-hmm. You know what, Brother so, Rick, When back in the day when we were in high school and kids were experimenting with that stuff, it's a whole different uh, type of marijuana today than it was back then. The stuff that that's being smoked today is infinitely more potent. It's being raised uh, using the latest, uh, you know, hydroponics and, and chemicals. I mean, these guys are experts at, at developing the 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 strength and potency of this stuff. So it's like nothing uh, we've ever seen in the past.
4: Oh, I I agree with you. I agree with you. I mean, we we we, we had it very tame. Mm-hmm. But I'll tell you something. It wasn't so great.
2: No. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Amen. And what's on your heart so, tonight? What's uh, your question?
4: I I I got a very interesting question. Okay. We know that, we know that the uh, nation of uh, Islam is considered a racist and a black supremacist organization. Is there any racism found in orthodoxism,
2: Islam? Well, that's a very good question. Um, you know, the orthodox uh, people today, Muslims, uh, always argue that the nation of Islam is racist and that they are not racist. Uh, they argue that infinitum agnosium. Uh And a lot of times uh, when you read the Quran. Uh, it doesn't explicitly kind of like bring a lot of this stuff out even though uh, it shows the violence of Muhammad towards other races, races which means that he was racist there but uh, where you're going to find uh, the racism of orthodox Islam is not so much in the Quran but the Hadith and that's where you're going to find that at and the Hadith is H-A-D-I-T-H Hadith and um the Hadith uh, teaches uh, some interesting things. Uh, let me just say this, and then I'll talk about this a little bit more when we come back from the commercial break. Let me say this, that the Hadith teaches that Muhammad was white. Now this is additional writings of the Quran that the uh, Muslims uh, respect and they see as a revelation from God, Allah, and, but the Hadith teaches that Muhammad was a white man, and uh, this is quite a shock to the black Muslims. But uh, also, uh, the uh, Wallace D. Ford with the Nation of Islam was also a white man too. There's uh, evidence that show all of this. They were definitely they're definitely a racist organization. The Orthodox uh, Muslim. I'm gonna give you an example of this. Um, Muhammad actually called uh, black people raisin heads. That's what he did. And I'm going to give an example of this, uh, quoting from the Hadith, uh, Volume 1, Number 662, and Volume 9, 256. Uh, throughout the Hadith, black people are referred to as slaves. If this is not insulting enough to the black people, Muhammad felt that dreaming of a black woman meant an evil Oman of A Coming Epidemic of Disease, Volume 9, Number 162 and 163. Now, I'm quoting, actually, from the Hadith, which is additional writings of the uh, Quran, And so, definitely a racist organization. And I'm going to say a few more things on this when we come back from the commercial break. Brother Gary. It's time for us to take that break. We'll be right back with more of Contending for the Faith. Welcome back to
1: Contending for the Faith with your host, Bay Area pastor, lecturer, counselor, and expert on the cults, Dr. Jerry L. Buckner. And we once again want to thank all of you who have been praying for Contending for the Faith. We've been on the air around almost 20 years now, and um, that's by the grace of God and by your prayers and your financial support. We know it's no accident that God has brought all of us together to partner in this ministry and to keep things going and to continue to provide Reasons and answers for our faith to deal with the tough issues that face Christians in this world today and to be able to give Credible answers to these issues. So it's important. It's vital Um, We just want to encourage you continue to pray for contending for the faith And not only do we need your prayers, but we also need your financial support as well This is a listener supported ministry and we know many of you are listening, but only a few of you are supporting. So we need to flip the script here and uh, get more folks partnering with us. This is a critical time. We we need your support. We need your partnership. Uh, right now we're in need of $275 just to be current. So it's time to step up. If God has blessed you. If you've maybe even got your tax uh, refund early. And if God puts it on your heart, maybe he's saying, hey, you know share that fun those funds with this ministry and ministries like it to continue to touch lives for time and eternity. that's money well spent. There's two ways that you can give number one, send a check or money order to contending for the faith post office box five five three Tiburon california nine four nine two zero that's contending for the faith. P.O. Box 553, Tiburon, California, 94920. Second way is so much easier. Just go online to contendingfaith.org, contendingfaith.org, and click on the Donate button, and away you go. You'll be a blessing for time and eternity. You'll be uh, partnering with us financially and uh,
2: continuing to keep this ministry on the air. Dr. Buckner. Thank you, Brother Gary. Appreciate that. And uh, we— uh, Uh, Also, have, yeah, we have also another announcement too. We want to encourage people to listen to this, and we hope that you can be a part of it because this is some information that very few people know about, and it's going to be a big, powerful lecture. Brother Gary. Yes. um, The
1: the topical question is Have you heard of black Hebrew Israelites? Uh, They are successfully converting Africans and Latin American Christians to their false religion. So we want you to join us on Saturday, March 30th, uh, 2019 from 9.30 to 12.30 p.m. to learn more about this group and how you can prepare yourself so that you're not caught off guard. Uh, Dr. Buckner will be the keynote speaker at this event. Uh, It's going to be held at the Progressive Missionary Baptist Church, 534th Street in Modesto, California. That's the... um, Progressive Missionary Baptist Church, located at five thirty, fourth Fourth Street, Modesto, California nine five three five one. For more information, you can contact Dr. Buckner at area code four one five seven two one one seven seven eight. You know, Black Hebrew Israelism is a growing cult in um, our nation. People are constantly being exposed to it, and we need to be ready with an answer to uh, this, this growing concern. Uh, we, we as Christians are called to give an answer, to be ready in season and out of season, be ready to, to, to contend for the faith as we, as we are called here. You know, Scripture says in Jude, Beloved, when I gave all diligence to write unto you of the common salvation, it was needful for me to write unto you and exhort you that you should earnestly— Contend for the faith which was once delivered. That means put up a good fight. You know, most Christians aren't are can't put up any kind of fight, <laughs> a good one. You know, um, they are getting knocked to the ground every time by the cults and isms because they don't know what they believe and they don't know why they believe it. And and unfortunately, the cults do know what they believe, even though they believe the wrong things. Uh, but they are masterful at what what their what they consider truth. So we need to be just as prepared and and more so because we have the truth. And uh we need be we need be prepared to to give that answer. So we want to encourage you write that it's a save the date thing, right? That we are looking at today is March the 2nd. This event is March 30th. So you have plenty of time to put this on your calendar, uh make arrangements for babysitters, <laughs> 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 whatever you have to do. Um, to be there March thirtieth from nine thirty a.m. to twelve thirty p.m. Once again, it's going to be at the Progressive Missionary Baptist Church, five thirty fourth Street, Modesto, California. So, we want to encourage you come out. We'll be making this announcement, you know, every week, uh, but we want to get this on your calendar right away so you have it blocked in, you save the date, and you can uh, plan to be there. All right, Doctor Buckley.
2: Thank you, Brother Gary. I really appreciate uh, that uh, announcement, and we're looking forward to people coming out and being uh, blessed. Well, what we're going to do right now, we're going to get back to Brother Rick. You there, Rick?
4: Yes, I am. I'm listening to everything, and uh, there's so much to say about the black uh, Hebrew Israelites. Amen. I'll it, I'll
2: for another time. Amen to that. And so, I just want to say a few more things about uh, the uh, Orthodox Islam, if it's racist. You know, there are two people that influence both of these false – well, one of them is false religion, which is orthodoxism, and then the nation of Islam, which is a cult. And um, so both of the leaders, you know, Mohammed, he was white and a white racist. And then uh, Wallace D. Ford, who started the nation of Islam back in the 1930s. He was also a white person. A person said, how in the world could a white person start a black religion? Well, the black church was not involved uh, in uh, dealing with the racism of the day. And then in the 1930s in Detroit, when they started, I'm giving you a little history, that uh, the Depression hit and the churches weren't doing anything, and so the nation of Islam was out there. Just like Jehovah Witnesses are out there, Mormons are out there, the the churches are not, and the cults are the unpaid bill of the church. And so this white guy was out there as a a ray of hope for this black community, giving them food and silk clothes and coats and all that, and uh, he duped them and manipulated them, but he was white, and uh, the white hope for them, and uh, also... Uh, Muhammad in the 7th century is white. It's interesting that in the Hadith, which is the additional writings of the Quran, it says in volume 2, number 122, refers to Muhammad as, quote, a white person. And in volume 2, number 141, we are told that when Muhammad raised his arms, quote, his whiteness of his armpits became visible, close quote. And I want to say one more thing on this regarding the, the – in relationship to the Nation of Islam. In the Nation of Islam, they say that all white men are devils. Elijah Muhammad and Louis Farrakhan have claimed then that Muhammad as well as Wallace D. Ford uh, were both – now, they were – these are both whites. Now, so I was talking to one of the members of the Nation of Islam one time. He was on the street corner. And uh, I'm a pretty big guy, and this guy was uh, big, too. And uh, we were talking, and he had the final call. That's what the Nation of Islam used, uh, you know, their paper. And uh, I asked him a question. I said, you know, uh, what religion was uh, Wallace D. Ford? He got so mad. I said, man, why are you getting so mad? I wouldn't get mad over you asking me a question about Jesus. There must be some problem. I'm just asking you a question. Why do you want to know that? I said, well, why are you having – you shouldn't have anything to hide about your, your leader. I mean, what's going on? And he says, well, he was part black and part white. All I said, oh, okay, that's interesting. So since you believe that white people are devils, wouldn't that make him part black and part devil? And you know what? He almost looked like he got ready to swing at me, but he said, this is a pretty big guy. I better not do that. And he backed off. But this is the craziness of these false religions. You know, they are into racism. They're into denying the truth of Scripture. They're into uh, just false prophecy. It goes on and on, infinitum agnosium. But there are races, and that's why I brought up this thing about Muhammad calling black people raising heads and it's an evil old man to uh, dream about a black woman. So pretty much that's what I wanted to say on that. Hopefully that helps okay. you out.
4: Thank you very much, and uh, it's just something that we just got to wake up to.
2: Yeah, and, we got to wake uh, up and give answers because the the cults are getting a lot of our people because we're not giving answers the same way with the uh, Black Hebrew Israelites. There's going to be a lot of people out there uh, at that church, you know, and I, and uh, we, so we want to encourage people to come out and be educated because you never know when you're going to get hit up by them. And there's a lot of things in the news about them, even that thing with the Covington students. And they were all of a sudden saying that they are racist when that Indian came and stood in front of these students who were in Washington going there for the purpose of boycotting, I mean, boycotting the abortion thing. And they, the, the leftists and uh, the people started just saying, the leftists, that, hey, these guys are racist, they're bigoted, and on and on. And didn't look at the fuller picture. See, because we always rush to judgment without having evidence. And then they looked at the bigger picture, and behind the background was the black Hebrew Israelites. And they started the whole stuff, calling those students crackers. They need to go back to Europe and saying all sorts of evil things and cursing. You know, we got to stop, you know, judging people so quickly without having the evidence. You know, we need to do that. Well, thank you, Rick, so much for your call. Yeah. We're going to get to some more callers, but thank you so much for your God call bless. and your question. Take
4: care.
2: All right. God bless. All right. <clears throat> we got time for, looks like Angelina from New York. Angelina, are you there? Hello there. How you doing? what's <laughs> happening. All right. Are you there? I thought I heard her. Yeah, I heard a voice. Well, maybe she doesn't want to come on air. I mean, we will respect that. Okay. Housing, money, and work. That's yes. her prayer request. Well, we'll pray for that. Sometimes people don't want to come on air. We'll let the counselor continue to minister to her. And uh, let's pray around that, Brother mm-hmm. Gary, for her. Mm-hmm.
1: Mm-hmm.
2: Well, we see the prayer requests regarding housing and
1: money and work. And that's, uh, you know, our our God shall supply all your needs, Angelina. That's according to his word. Uh, <clears throat> so we, we're going to trust him to do that. And we know that the effectual fervent prayer of the righteous availeth much, Prayer should be our first response, not our last resort. So we want to lift these needs up because God is faithful even when we're not. He's able to do exceedingly, abundantly above all we can ask or think. And he is not a man that he should lie, but all of his promises are yes and amen. So we're going to lift these needs up right now. Lord, we thank you for Angelina. We pray, Lord God, that you first of all give her your peace. Your perfect peace, which surpasses all understanding, guard her heart and her mind through Christ Jesus. Give her that assurance and that confidence that you have her in the palm of your hand and nothing can snatch her from your hand. And Lord God, we pray that you meet every need that's represented in her life. She's talking about housing and work and money, Lord God, and and your word says that you will supply all of her needs. Not some, not half, not three quarters, but all of her needs according to your riches and glory. So Lord God, touch her at her point of need. Help her Lord God with all of these requests and bless her mightily Lord God that you would just continue to to show up in her life, that you Lord God would build relationship with her and Lord God touch her life at her point of need. Surround her with other believers as well Lord God, that she would have um, a, a community of of believers to be able to fellowship with, to a, a healthy church to go to, and that she would receive comfort as well, Lord. We thank you and praise you and give you glory in Jesus' name. Amen. 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 Well, we've, we're we winding down here, mm-hmm. and we've come to the end of another exciting broadcast. Uh, you know, Dr. Buckner, it's, it's it's so important for folks to to really understand what they believe. And we just trust that folks will show up uh, for this Hebrew-Israelite event coming up in in March, and we want to encourage the listening audience, this is a great opportunity for you to meet Dr. Buckner and come out and take advantage of some of this amazing teaching. All right, well, we've got to—we're getting the— end of the line call here, so we better get going. We've come to the end of tonight's exciting broadcast, and we want to thank Vince, our engineer, Frederick, our phone counselor, uh, Brother Josh, you, our listening audience, for being part of tonight's program. It's important for us to hear from you. Your letters and cards are an encouragement to us, so please Drop us a note. Let us know how the program has blessed you. Please keep us in your prayers until next week at this time when we once again give you the opportunity to ask questions, make comments, and dialogue with Dr. Buckner, always with one purpose in mind, to equip, exhort, and better enable you to contend for the faith. I'm Gary Bell. May God richly bless you